Shoutouts to 69. Uh, that's not appropriate. Earthlings, and welcome to another episode of Cult of Personality. Of course, I am your host extraordinaire uh, and main host, uh, Matthew Teclamarium. And here I have my co-host, um, Lucas Neustadter. And today, and today I put you on the hot seat, brother, and I, and I ask you, how are you today? I'm good. Just good? I'm good. What can we do to make that more better? Mm, if you put on, like, instead of an ASMR video or the wind or thunderstorm, any sort of white noise, layered brown, pink and red noise, um, instead of all that, if you put on a Sergio Leone movie when I'm tucked into bed, I'm all warm, got the weighted blanket on, and that would really help me just pass out and have a good nap because i think that would make my day a little bit better and a little nap let me tell you something right now okay mm -hmm. and you know what let's is there anything you want to talk about before you get right into this yeah oh so, some pre-bag talk yeah please okay i'll, I'll stow it then okay let's uh let me ask you again <laughs> as you're on the hot seat yeah. uh i see any good movies lately mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i saw happy gilmore good movie good movie we watched what? Happy Gilmore. Um, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it was like, it was it was pretty funny at times. I have to say, I'm <laughs> at times. At times, <laughs> although um, it had had a story which I think I've seen before, in which a twenty or a thirty something year old comedian is trying to be a twenty something. And they're a 20-something who's a loser, and their girlfriend leaves them, and they're evicted from the apartment, and they're down on their luck, but they just need to learn one basic human trait to progress as a character and to to save the day. And that's what this movie was. Um, you have to understand that, you know, these comedians are all doing this because all they know is autobiography, so if anything, you should be pitying them. How many bags would you say is Happy Gilmore in the range of? I'll give it like six to seven bags. So it's a good, um, it's just a six, five to six. Oh, well, that's a, see, that makes a world of difference. You know, just one point. Six. Six. Okay. Um, you know, a, fr a friend of the show may take issue with that, um, who is also a big fan of Chubbs. It's Chubbs, right? The black guy is his name. <laughs> yeah, Carl Mayweather. Carl Mayweather. The yeah. Carl Mayweather. Yeah, he's Chubbs. He's Chubbs. Yeah. Is he actually Chubbs? Yeah. It's not Stubbs. No, it's Chubbs. Chubbs. Stubbs would be a little insensitive. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but it'd be Ab. I mean, it's an Adam Sandler movie. I remember, I saw, I've seen Happy Gilmore, but I saw it when I was young. I want to say it was on YTV or something. <laughs> so it was like a TV watch. And I do remember Chubbs falling out the window. I do remember the Gator story. <laughs> um, I would say that that's, you know what? It's in the realm of Adam Sandler movies where he's doing Billy Madison and you're thinking, 
Well, he's he's, he's kind of young, so his movies are going to get better from here. So then you're kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, later on, in hindsight, you find Uncut that Gems. That was the peak. No. Well, yeah, okay. And he has Uncut Gems. That took, you know, 30 years. Punch Drunk Love. You're, these are a movie every decade, man. I don't know what to say. Like, let's be honest here. All right? Now, it's easier <laughs> now, and you look back and you see that was his peak, and sometimes, you know, you just kind of feel down about Adam Sandler, what happened. But oh, well. It was pretty good. And the villain is the same villain from the uh, Norm MacDonald movie. Which, uh, Dirty Work? Yeah. Who's the, who's the villain in He's that? He's this cheese dick business guy. Do you remember him? And uh, he he's a landlord. And then he uses them to, to get rid of the low-income people so he can replace it with the... Uh, more expensive condos or whatever for white folk, white paying folk. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. So he's the, he's a villain in this, and he's Jack uh, Jackass golfer man, just giga Chad, like <laughs> all prim and proper, and um, he's just a, he's just a huge douchebag. You would I think is a scientific term for it, and uh, he he's he's so funny in this Adam Sandler. Yeah, whatever. They just they play off each other very well. Adam Sandler, if you're listening to this, uh, I still love you in a way that I can't express properly. Words can't uh, express it. Words fail me. Yeah. Simply. Like, there's a scene of the rich... Oh, his name is Shooter. Or Skeeter. Fuck. Skeeter. I think it's Shooter. Skeeter sounds sleazier. I like that one more better. <laughs> I'll call him Skeeter. Skeeter's at the bar, and then he starts trash-talking Happy. And Happy's like a hot-headed guy, right? Um, And he's talking... uh, Skeeter's talking about how he'll destroy him at golf. He's like, I could kick your ass anytime, any day. And then Happy goes, oh, yeah, how about right now? He takes his bottle, and he smashes it, and he goes to stab him, and he's like, oh, Jesus, man, I was talking about on the golf course. Like, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) He they, he has moments like that, and then, oh man, he he's leaving. Skeeter's leaving, and he says he says like, "You better stay away, or you'll pay." Listen to what I say, and then Happy goes, "Yeah, maybe in the hay, um, or by the bay. I'm not sure. We may." And I I lost my shit at that. That was that was hilarious, and it was nice to see uh, Mrs. Tremont, Chalfont, etc. as Happy's grandma, uh-huh. which he has to get out of the abusive nurse nursing home because ben stiller kicks their ass all the time which was awesome all right yeah uh, it looks like the key to adam sandler turning in a good performance is um if he's angry because he's also uh angry and punch trunk love yeah and well anger management is actually not that good um so it works sometimes <laughs> saw that i think i finished part one of two of the new american horror story it's pretty cool and uh do you want to talk about twin peaks um no because we'll have an episode we will yeah or we'll have a little bit more time okay okay are you pressed for time no, but if we're going to do Twin Peaks, it's going to be like a half an episode affair, and I need to gather my thoughts. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, well, we can do that, like, next week here. We'll, we'll do it whenever we finish Missing Pieces. Yeah, okay. Because season two and then is its own beast. Fire Walk with me is its own beast. And then season three is its own thing, so. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Um, all right, movie time? It's movie time. All right. Everyone get your popcorn. This is the intro of the segment. Everyone get their popcorn. Everyone. Let's all go to the lobby. Hey. Let's all go to the lobby. Get your candy corn and your popcorn. What's the movie, Lucas? That's just something we do every episode. <laughs> yes, we do this. For new listeners, that's what we do this every episode. Well, uh, we're talking about, well, you do it. You're your host. I don't have, you don't have a synopsis handy, I can't do it. I don't, I just, you know, make them up. Here's the deal, okay? Last time we reviewed a Western here on Cough, we reviewed A Fistful of Dollars, which I gave a lot of bags, and Luke didn't. Yeah. But it's a really good movie, just trust me, bro. Today we spun, well, last week we spun the wheel and we got this, and it's just the sequel. And these films are, well, I guess they're, it's kind of anthology format. It just follows just a Clint Eastwood guy who's a gunslinger. And you know what he looks like. And uh, he, uh, in this one, he teams up with a former army colonel to take down a drug-addicted psychopath bank robber. And it's a Sergio Leone film. Lucas, what did you say in the movie? I liked it quite a bit. I liked it way, 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 way more than A Fistful of Dollars. That's wrong, but it's okay. Well, and I was totally right, because when I saw A Fistful of Dollars, I looked at its people's uh, consensus of the movie, their ratings on the movie, and they people were high, praising this movie highly. And I said, I'm pretty sure... Well, again, this is my opinion, but I'm pretty sure that people are really praising this movie because the other two are going to be much better than it. And then people go back and then they watch that first movie and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Because yeah. it's kind of like the other movies that are better than it. It's like when you say the Dark Knight trilogy is awesome, but the, yes. the whole trilogy is awesome. Or like this original Star Wars um, hey, trilogy. All, all those movies are good. All of them are good. All of them are good. Yeah. That we can say. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, this movie... Uh, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. It has great world building. Um, it actually feels like I'm in the Wild West and not just one crummy set, which the original movie felt like. that It was very stuffy. This movie, they have... It seems like, anyways, they have way more sets. Um... They're giving more depth to these secondary characters, which makes the world feel more full. Like, little guys have their big moments, stuff like that, which I like. The score is great, and the cinematography um, is, is improved in this one. Yeah. There's a lot of really neat shots. Mm-hmm. Just like a shot where the camera will be kind of on the ground and then it's in between like people's legs and then you see another guy in the distance, stuff like that. It looks it looks awesome. Yeah. And they build up the tension in this movie very well. Um, you know, they're doing that classic piano, like, um, jump scare type of thing. But in this, it just leads to a nice little gunfight. Good gunfights. Um, I actually have... 
uh, you have some blood in here, which is cool. Anyways, sorry. What did you think about the movie? It was quite good. Yeah. Now, I don't like this as much as A Fistful of Dollars, but I love A Fistful of Dollars. And this is kind of just more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great picture. Yeah. Now, the th- big thing for me here, when I think of this in the scope of the other three movies, is, yeah, you're right. This is like the second movie. It's not the one that people consider the best, and it's not the first. So well, how do you go about it, or what's special about it? To me, I really like the three... The sort of triumvirate you have of the three characters. Yeah. Of Number one, you have Manco, who is just classic Clint Eastwood. Yeah, scowling, deep-throating the cigar. Slobbering on it. Um, just kind of growling and mumbling. Doesn't say that much. Really likes to kill people. You know. Then you get Colonel Douglas Mortimer, who's this guy dressed in all black. And he's a former army army colonel who's hunting the same prey. And I guess that's kind of the twist in mm-hmm. this one. It's like, oh, it's like a buddy cop thing mm-hmm. almost. But before buddy cop and they're not cops. It's it's the buddy cowboy film. I, I really like the Mortimer character. I'm I'm very happy they added him. Um, because then take some screen time away from Clint Eastwood, which is nice at, <laughs> at times. He doesn't need that much screen time. Um, you know, he's not doing a lot, you yeah. know, admittedly. Yeah. <laughs> Mortimer is a, is a cool character. He's, he's sort of mysterious. And I like how you have Clint Eastwood's character who's very dirty. He looks like the West. And then you have Mortimer because they're both, they're bounty killers, um, they call them, which pissed me off every time they said that. Um, but it's I because guess... it, because before it wasn't oh you hunt the bounty and it's like oh dead or alive you were just killing them okay yeah. because who has time to transport a guy alive <laughs> nobody like if you're gonna give me the same amount of money if he's dead or alive I'll then just I'm just gonna shoot him yeah it's gonna be easier that way. What do you think happened when they like killed someone and then oops it wasn't actually him because we're basing this off of a poster. <laughs> Uh, just ride off into the sunset, <laughs> and, you're never, and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> God, what did we miss, Lucas? Damn it! Uh, but I, I, he's dressed all in black. He looks very professional. Yeah, he's like the old school guy. He has this weird sort of handgun, uh, but it has like a large butt to it. Yeah. Um, or what is it called? Buttstock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's uh, he's still an excellent shot. He he's more uh, he's less of a jackass than than uh, Mister No Name here, but yeah, I, I I really liked him. I do. I really like the performance too. I think it's uh, Lee Van Cleve. Um, supposedly, he usually does roles as villains in westerns. I, I could see it. And I was thinking about that because one thing that I like about his character in this is you're right, the wardrobe's good, the performance is good, but even though he's, like, the better of the two, he's still kind of a dick. I mean, I guess you mm-hmm. have to be to murder people all the time in the sense that he has, like, first of all, he he makes this face sometimes that, and he has this manic sparkle in his eyes, and he looks quite crazy when he does it. It's like this wide-eyed thing, and he's looking... <laughs> Yeah, and he scrunches it up. <laughs> that's a that's a killer look for him. And it works really well. Yeah. Um, but he's also just really forceful and direct, as I guess cowboys were back in the day. He's great as a presence. He bounces off um, Manco well. Mm-hmm. 
um, especially because he's a man of few words and not a lot of range, mm-hmm. right? I guess one thing about the Fistful of Dollars is that, I mean, as an introduction to the character, it's good, but then I guess they knew the second movie, they couldn't just do the same thing around. So the dynamic is good that they have between the two guys. And I also really like the villain, mm-hmm. El Indio. Um, he's a really bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? Um and it's the same, it, as you pointed out, it's the same villain from last one who was, I think, uh, Ramon. Mm-hmm. And he's doing something a little different here in that he's a psychopathic mob boss, uh, like many others. But this guy smokes a lot of reefer because he has a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder or something. Maybe it's like opium or something. It's an addictive drug. Yeah, Wikipedia describes it as an addictive drug to cloud his memory. Hmm. Uh, What could that be? I don't know, man. They're in Mexico. (laughs) Let me tell you. That's all I'll say. But anyway, um, they allude to this thing, and he has a cool motif with his pocket watch Mm -hmm. that he uses. Um, He usually uses that to signify the start of a uh, gunfight, and usually he comes out on top because he's pretty slick with a gun, too. Um, I like that motif they had with the watch. I like this mystery that they allude to throughout the film of this incident that even this guy who was so cold-blooded and ruthless, um, even though he does things like that on a daily basis, there's this one incident that haunts him. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just say, spoiler, that you find out that he (laughs) kills this, uh, he he spies on this couple, seemingly just opens their door. Um, and I don't know, I guess he's jealous of what's going on. Uh, kind of has a Joker brain moment, kills the guy, uh, and then he and then he begins to rape the woman, and she gets her hands on a gun. But instead of shooting him, she shoots herself, and I guess uh, that was it for Indio, and that one really tipped him over the line. That's pretty heavy. It was heavy. Um, I like that it had that kind of little twist where there's this uh, traumatic event, and if you're thinking, well, this doesn't make sense, um, you know, just don't worry about it. Like. Yeah, you could say that was when he was young or something. But it has a connection to storyline later on in the film. And we'll get to the ending in a bit. Mm-hmm. But I like El Indio a lot too. He's he's odious. He's he's a terrible guy. Um, and he makes a great foil to these guys. Uh, and they're kind of cat and mouse game. Yeah, I, I love all those little embellishments along the way. Like the whole watch thing. How he has that little gimmick. Um but even the town up there, and I mean, they have these kids. One of them, Manco, hires to just be his eyes and ears, and he just gives him 25 cents for every little rat uh, piece of information he gives him. And after he gives him a, a fresh quarter, the kid, like, puts it in his pocket and uh, starts... <laughs> gimme, gimme! Gimme, gimme! <laughs> um, I love stuff like that. There's um the hotel that he uh manco stays in there's this woman that works there and she's into him and wants to shoot her shot and they just and then lady looked like amy winehouse kind of but yeah. like uh with red hair <laughs> and then there's a guy working there maybe her boyfriend and she's cucking him but he, he's into her at, to some degree and that makes him jealous that she's into him just little stuff like that um the 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 movie starts on a train and it brings you into uh that town that he's seeing and it goes from that town to El Paso so or El Paso sorry it's uh it's building the world i love that stuff it makes 
way easier for me to immerse myself into a movie that um that feels real and yeah. to me that first movie just kind of felt like like a a set and and this it uh, is much more alive lots of nice colors especially in the in the buildings like outside you're just getting grays and beiges and whatnot but there's some nice color here um like I said, the soundtrack is great. There's this one sort of whistle song that uh, and chanting that they play play throughout the movie, which I like. There's um, explosions in this one, like TNT and stuff, like all that. And like I said, actual blood in this. You don't get it all the time, but you get some squibs. They look really bad in HD. I would suggest maybe watching this movie on a 10-inch wide CRT that's in black and white that maybe has been touched by a magnet once or twice, and then you won't notice um, the makeup that much. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, admittedly, the blockbuster copy I rented had a lot of film grain on it, too. Mm-hmm. There isn't, like, a super, super clean cut. But I you know, like that. But you know what? These were these were cheap Italian productions, okay? You yeah. You don't even critique the dubbing, because it was just a norm at the time, bro, okay? Oh, and yeah, the dubbing, I mean... <laughs> They just—it was just a thing. They have to dub it. They don't do it that well because I don't know. They—it's like one take, and they're out of the studio. I guess. Do they even play the video for them? Like it—it it actually seems like they just have the words written down, and they're just going into the studio and just like, saying. Like, come them. on, like, let's go. We don't have time to refilm. We gotta do two hours. Go, 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 go. Whatever. I'm gonna ex- expect a good dubbing for the last one. Um, maybe that's not a good idea. Uh. <laughs> Here's the thing with the sound. It's like half good and half bad because the movie kind of has like that tinny, cheap sound um, and the dubbing sucks. But the music is good. Mm -hmm. I like that uh, even in part of the score here, it just almost gets to the theme from the good, the bad and the ugly. But it just it's like you can see where he developed it and then he really just perfected it in the last film. Mm hmm. Um, some of the effects are good. I like all the bullet sounds, like when the bullets pew. scream. Sometimes they kind of sound like TIE Fighters, when they go like, pew! <laughs> yeah. This, like, I'm sure, like, they, they gotta, there's gotta be distortion of something like that. I don't know what the TIE Fighter sound is, but... Like um, when they're driving? Yeah, like the scream of them when they <laughs> yeah, in space. Um, there's the the thing, the motif with the watch and the diegetic music, that stuff is cool. And there's, and one thing is during that scene when he, when he's raping that woman, um, don't <laughs> laugh at that. Oh, what's funny about that? Listen, uh, during that scene, yeah. uh, they take like the notes from that watch and they just distort it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just playing like out of sequence. So yep. it's like kind of warped just to show it's like his, his fucked up memory. Yeah. So that was cool. So the the sound is a mixed bag. I think the sound quality does get more better in the next movie, but yeah. the dubbing, hey man, it's it's a spaghetti movie, all right? It's a big bowl of pasta. Just, just eat it, okay? Um, there's a couple other stuff. The the dynamic, like I said, between the protagonists, it's kind of playful. One thing I like is that this movie has kind of the cartoony moments that Fistful of Dollars has mm-hmm. a little bit less because it's as you said a little more like traditionally cinematic but the stuff with the hat like uh, the ridiculous gunslinger it's not that you just kill guys like a lot of guys in a few seconds 
it's like they shoot their hats in the air, like they shoot the ends off cigars with their guns. It's like they shoot apples off tree. It's like these guys are so absolutely ridiculous today. It's like a it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Uh, like to a degree. I like that stuff that kind of keeps the levity throughout the film. Uh, so that's that's cool. Um I like the opening scene. Me too. Where it just shows first um, the uh, Mortimer's bounty, and then it shows Manco's bounty, yep. and how they approach it. Mm-hmm. It's a good contrast. Sets the tone for the rest of the film. This is just a pretty solid, hearty American picture here. Um, when I say American, I really mean Italian. But it's American in its values, and that this was the West, and this is what real men look like, who drink and fuck, and they smoke tobacco, and they murder. Just as God intended us all to do. <sighs> yeah. Are you ready for bags? Or do you have something else you'd like to say about this? Mm, oh, I just wanted to touch on the, the soundtrack a bit more. Uh, the, the music, how they, how they do it is, is excellent. Like, not only are the songs good, but the, the way they bring the music to life, like the instrumentation and stuff, is, is awesome. I like that it's whistling, it's really shitty guitars, trumpets, because that's what they would have had at that time, I imagine. Yeah. I don't know when... I'm pretty sure the trumpet is pretty old, stuff like, or maybe not the trumpet, but some little horn instrument, right? Uh-huh. So it sounds like music that could exist at this time, and that, that fits it very, very well. It's not like they had, you know... It was, when was this made? Um, 65. So they had some beefy guitars, you know. They could have done electric guitar or something, but... Put some Beatles songs in there. Yeah. Can't buy me love. <laughs> oh, my loving, I will give to you. That'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> but they they could have put... Oh, actually, they couldn't, because it was before. But they could have put the Ballad of Buffalo Bill. <laughs> or Bungalow Bill. Hey, Bungalow Bill. That'd be good as, like, uh, end credit music. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, that'd be for, like, um, it'd be too funny. Like, it's too funny. Because, like, the movie's kind of serious. Okay? It it's is. like, guys, this is serious stuff. By the way, I almost forgot about the ending. Boom, big reveal is that Mortimer also has a pocket watch like Indio. How? Well, you find out that... In uh, Mortimer wanted to kill Indio so bad, not for the money, but because it was his sister that fell victim to Indio. Honor killing. So you get a little boom, big reveal at the end that kind of ties it all together in a nice knot. You know, good work here in the plot, and then boom, they and then. Mortimer rides off into the sunset, and then Manco rides off with a trailer full of bodies, and then it's the end of the movie. And then I guess he's retiring. And I guess he's retiring, but wait, there's more. The fist, uh, the the conclusion of the Dollars trilogy coming next summer. For a few more, or for a few dollars more, reminds me of Empire, where Star Wars is a self-contained movie. They do the thing, and then it's done, and then it's like, well, actually, let's bring that back and let's expand the world. And let's do some more stuff, yeah. And that—that's exactly what it feels like. Was um, Fistful of Dollars supposed to be a trilogy? Do you know, or was it always intended as? Uh, they just green. It was the kind of thing where they made that movie, and then it's like, if this doesn't make money, then they're not gonna. 
Yeah. I'm gonna make another. Yeah. But then it did make a lot of money. It was popular, so then they made more. Yeah, so it's probably the same situation there, where yeah. just a one-off movie, oh, it does really well. Okay, let's make it into a trilogy. So I'm sure... Uh, I'm excited for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, because people really like that movie, so... It's pretty fire. Yeah? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be high, high... Lots of bags. It's okay. going to be more popcorn than you could damn to be eat in a two-hour movie. Not even in, like, a three-hour movie, like a Nolan movie or something. New no. Dune? Or New Dune. Some some stupid new Timothy Chalamet movie. Okay? You wouldn't be able to eat as much popcorn as I'm going to give that movie. And we'll do that in an indeterminate time. Because I think when we did Fistful of Dollars, it was like half a year ago or something. Was it? I don't know. You know, let's find out. Let's find out. Let's see when we did Fistful of Dollars. It was a while ago. We just came onto this one by chance. And, you know, I uh, I didn't even really think these are cult movies, to be quite honest. But, uh, you know, I won't tell anybody. We did that in September, actually. No, that was five months ago. That yeah. was like half a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So i uh, see you guys in another half year, and we'll do the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Luke will come to love Mr. Eastwood like I do. And then I'll watch the first movie again, and I'll be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Now you got it. Yep. Then you'll watch, you watch Unforgiven again, and you'll go, whoa, that was powerful. I was thinking about that movie while I was while I was watching this. Because they're both pretty good, right? No, I was thinking about watching Un- Unforgiven, and then I was like, man, what was that movie even about? I remember, and tell me how far off I am. Good. Mr. Spoilers, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> for Unforgiven, it's okay, it's for Unforgiven. No, is good. If you, you have to be like... That's like a revisionist western. So you have to already like westerns, and if you already like westerns, you already seen that movie. So go. Mister Eastwood um, is a loser, and his wife and daughter are dead. Yeah. And then, oh, shows up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> shows up, and he um, he says, "Oh, I want to do this bounty, right?" Yeah. And then they go and they do the bounty and they pick up Morgan Freeman and then I think Morgan Freeman dies. Yes, unfortunately. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, does he leave? No, what happens is he kills a guy. Yeah. And he's, he's like, ah, I'm going to be the new gunslinger. Yeah, and he yeah, kills yeah. a guy, and then he's like, whoa. And then he starts drinking. And puking. And Eastwood's like, maybe it's not for you, man. Maybe uh, do something else. Yep. And then that's it. And then he leaves, right? Yeah, and then, he, then they go their step order. Yeah. Ways, yeah. And then he goes and he kills all the bad guys. Yeah. And then that's it? Yeah, that's it. What were the bad guys doing? Um, They... Well, the bounty was, you know, Unforgiven was him and the kid were going to go, I want to say it was uh, steal something. I actually can't remember. <laughs> the bad guys in it were, well, the sheriff was one of the bad guys and he was like in on it. 
Um, I think there was like this this I can't remember the the main villain's name. <laughs> yeah, shitty. Shitty. Yeah, it was still a good movie. Still a great night. Still a great night. All right, uh, I'm feeling eight bags, uh, seven to eight. Well, I'll, uh, 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 a decently sized seven to a light eight. I'm going to give it, um, ignoring that, I'm going to give it a four out of five bags. Wow. Because it's like a fistful of dollars, but it just doesn't have that same X factor that makes a fistful of dollars so fresh. I'll give it eight bags. Huh? Eight. I'll match you. Yeah, okay. And yeah. maybe next time just give the number instead of whatever the hell this range stuff is. Well, life is so complicated. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> or what? <laughs> I'll get pit- I'll snap. And snap. Then Let's be- see what happens. Yeah? Maybe ratings will go up. Yeah. <laughs> ratings are... They're going up. Yeah. Well, it's really... You know, if they were going... There's more people being born every day. So if they're going down, it would be a bad look for us. You know what? Uh-huh. I don't. Huh? I was asking you if you know what. Cause I okay, don't. well, I'm making a movie then. And I also would like to say, do you know that friend of the... Well, I'm sure you do. Friend of the show, um, Gabe, is going to start watching Star Trek. Yeah, she told me that. Yes. But then she uh, said, it's too late. I'm just going to read instead. Well. <laughs> <laughs> just get ready. You guys are going to be watching movies. And then she's going to say, like, hey, wait a second. I think I know that guy from somewhere. And then she'll look up IMDb and she'll be like, do you know he's in Star Trek? And then you'll get to experience that all I the hate, time. I hate when someone says, do you know he's in Star Trek? I don't care. If they're in Star Trek. Okay, I looked this up because it was bothering me. Uh-huh. It was the sheriff that was the villain because they were going to go <laughs> do a bounty and the sheriff was like, fuck you. And then there was that one guy, mm-hmm. English Bob, who comes into town. Um, but he just gets <laughs> fucked up by the sheriff. So it's just the sheriff, really. Still a good movie. Was it, though? No. I thought it was pretty good. Oh... <sighs> In the wheel. I do. Big fish. Oh, I don't even know gosh. what the fuck that is. Oh, a Tim Burton movie? Oh, oh vetoed. Vetoed. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> move on. It's not even worth it. Just we, move on. We go 139 with Akira. You want to do that? Um, I really like that movie, Me but... Me too. Um... Is it, is it the most popular anime movie of all time? Um, a, a cult movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, there, this list is a, it's, it's a mixed bag, so we re, re-roll. Like, let's, is let's Spirited have, Away going to be on this list? <laughs> the Cowboy Bebop movie? Which I guess we already kind of reviewed. Yeah. 246. Okay. Well, don't say okay. I <laughs> accept it, because I didn't until I see it. Right, we've had two vetoes so far, so let's make it three here when 2.46 is... Hello, it is... We've already done it. This is period. We already did that. So God. Okay. 97. Whoa, this could be <laughs> one of the best movies of all time, guys. Okay. <laughs> first page? Load! When you get to the first page, I mean, you're getting good cinema here. 
All right, 97. Let's go. Holy crap. TikTok, Holy TikTok, TikTok. smokes. TikTok. It People is. Here we go. Listeners. Um, vetoed. No. Yeah. Vetoed? Vetoed. That's kind of a white whale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 20. This is not going to be good. It is pink flamingos. I'm down. Um, Natalia's and gets up against a sleazy married couple and make a passionate attempt. Um, yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I'm down. Cool. I think this is like a true cult classic. Like this is something that is it good? I don't know, but I've just seen this poster so many times, and stills. And the still from the movie where the scene happens. I've seen it all the time. Okay, let's do it. Every time, all the time. <laughs> Pink Flamingo's next week, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, um, do our exit song that you always do every episode. Okay. On the spot. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I'm floating in the most peculiar way. And the stars look very different today. Keep going. I don't remember the rest of the song. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, Make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.